So Johnny, you said you wanted to talk about compassionate leadership and, and it's funny, you know, the first story that came to my mind was um, oh boy, a few years ago, you know, there was a, it was kind of a, a story around the, the office that, um, when they were going to fire someone, they called it parsoning, parsoning someone. <laughs> no <You know>? way. <laughs> yeah. So, so in my office, I had, I had, I had had to fire a couple of people, you know, and, in 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 the, in the area that we're in, that doesn't happen a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually really, really rare. And I had had to do it more than a few times. And, um, and so it's funny cause I was really known as a, as a, or I am kind of known as a, as a hard ass and I'm mm-hmm. known as someone who maybe doesn't have a whole lot of compassion. Um, where if someone isn't meeting kind of standards, you know, this is something where, you yeah. know, I will take some action. What I would like to say though, is I have quite a bit of compassion um, whereas if someone isn't in the right job or in the right position, you know, sometimes we have to take action. And I also feel a great duty to the job. I am a great believer in compassionate leadership. But, yeah, man, <laughs> I got a real bad reputation for having zero empathy and compassion. So, you know, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on compassionate <laughs> leadership, and maybe you can teach me something on this one. And with that, welcome to Bear Leadership. <laughs> I'm Johnny Wynn, founder of TheVentureOut.com, a curated email, the best way to get your morning started. And I'm Jeremy Parsons. I'm a project manager and a father. <laughs> You're right. That story wasn't where I thought you'd be going with that one, Jeremy. <laughs> so, but it's a very interesting point. Compassion, I think, is a very important piece in our life in part, as part of our leadership style. But how does that reconcile with um, having to let people go sometimes, which is not an easy thing to do? I've done that recently as well. And I think the compassion piece here is, to a degree, are those people that we're letting go, were they fully satisfied and fulfilled in the job that they were being tasked to do, which apparently wasn't being done very well, perhaps? That's a judgment call as a leader that we make that employee may or may not agree with it. And in retrospect, maybe they will never agree with it. But there's also a compassion to the rest of the team, which is, hey, the rest of the team is seeing the products that are cranking out and maybe they're noticing the same thing that we are noticing. So in a way, the only way for the team to grow and get better is by cutting off those people, unfortunately. Well, and, and what I found is actually in those couple of instances um, that I was referencing there, those few instances actually ended up working out a lot better for those those individuals. They yeah. found jobs that they were actually happier in and more successful in because they were just in the wrong position where they weren't successful, they weren't good at it, and it wasn't the right thing for them. Um, it's rough, though. I, it's, it's rough. I, I had one person come into my office and just pretty much straight up like, cry and talk about the hardships that was going to go on. And it was hard listening through that whole thing. And it's hard to tell yourself, hey, I'm trying to be compassionate when something like that is happening right in front of you. And that's, it, it, it does shake you. I think we have to be compassionate and empathetic to our team and understand what their needs are. But, right, the rest of the team keys off the lowest performers. They, keys off, they key off our inaction mm-hmm. in so many instances. And if we allow 
low performance or absenteeism or, yeah. you know, all these things to go on, right? It brings down the overall performance of the team. Yeah. No, I, I think the point the, the point you're trying to make there is also, they're always watching. The point I'm trying to make, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. Let me help you make your point, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> Compassionately. <laughs> they're always watching. Yeah. Yeah. People are always watching our behaviors or our, uh, our actions and such. True humility, right, is is the ability to have an honest self-reflection, right? To look at oneself with a full open lens and honesty. And when we're really assessing somebody, when we're really assessing even ourselves, that's really difficult to do. And and that's something I think that we should all strive for in, in a leadership position because, quite frankly, the, the higher you get in any ranks, the more people you have that are willing to be honest with you and, and share those honest opinions with you grow fewer and farther between, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what, what I found is even when we share those sorts of feedback with other people, we have to be compassionate in the way that we do it. Um, which is you can't just lay it out there and be like, Hey, you suck. Right. You know, you have to do it in a, in a manner that is, Oops. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in a manner of here's how you can improve or here are the different things that, you know, get you to where you want to go, which is you have to truly understand them and care about them and care about their goals in life. And here's how they can change things in order to get to their goals and align them to that. Sometimes people aren't willing to have the humility to look at themselves in that honesty, and that's okay, right? You have to you have to give them you have to give them the space to do that, but you also don't have to allow them to bring down the team. You know. Um, so when you think about compassionate leadership, do you have any examples that come to mind, or somebody that um, there's someone named actually Charlie Blackwell Thompson. She's our launch director, mm-hmm. and I I lovingly nicknamed her an empathetic hard ass. <laughs> And, and it's because she um, has an ability to genuinely take the time and care about everyone um, that she works with. And, and I've really been impressed with her style in that sense, where she actually gets to know everyone. She gets to know kind of their characteristics. She has a, a real sense of she will go that extra mile for each person. She will, um, you know, she takes her time. And we'll give of her time for for the team. It's um it's really kind of an interesting, you know, interesting mix where you how she leads, you know she cares about you. Mm-hmm. And and that compassion in it is um is really it's an interesting it's an interesting mix. I've learned a lot from her. See, I, I and I don't think that's something you can fake. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, so some somehow along the way, um, as we become more compassionate in our leadership style, it's just something that comes out naturally. One of my longtime mentors is also uh, a, probably one of the most compassionate men I've ever met. And he took me under his wing when I was a, a very young man. And, and I really just spent a lot of time both mentoring me as a, both as an employee and as a, and as a man. And I, I felt very fortunate having him in my mm-hmm. life. And, and he did that. He's done that for a number of men. Right. And, and, um, and, and women, right. Where he, he's always watched out for them, watch out for their career, but, but really kind of help them grow into adults and the people. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is, is a form of compassionate leadership, which is looking out for them in totality, right. Not just as 
employees? You know, how do you develop marriages? How do you develop, how do you balance work mm. and life? How do you do all these kinds of things? Mm. It's like a life coach. Yeah. Personally, I've really taken to this whole thing about in the mornings, um, doing what I do um, called positive affirmations and really stating um, explicitly what I'm thankful for and what my goals are for the day, which I find is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where if I tell myself this is going to be what I do today, I'll end up more often not um, doing that. And, and it's behavioral based where, hey, today I'll listen more. Today I'll be more clear with my um, thoughts. Um, but somewhere embedded in there every day too is the compassion piece, which is how am I going to help somebody else today? Whether it's a whole team or just one specific person I'll reach out to or how am I going to help others? Um I think that's a, a theme that runs across uh, meditation as well, which I've been getting more into these days. It's it, it it's hard to get to the point where it's like, so I'm meditating to help improve my mindset and gain some more peace, but somehow that also helps everybody else around me. So it's always about that mindset of helping others. I don't know. You just completely mind screwed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I actually follow a similar practice mm-hmm. where I try and start my day with a gratitude prayer, which is kind of along yeah. the same lines of yeah. prayer and meditation. And then I end it in a similar uh, fashion. And so what the point is for me is it's very difficult to be pissed off and, and in a really angry mindset when you start your day and end your day with gratitudes. Um, and so it's, it's, it's of a very similar, you know, positive affirmation, those sorts of things. And what I find is, you know, my natural state is one of, you know, taking everything for granted, being kind of selfish and self-centered, right? And so I have to take actions to get myself out of that mindset. Mm. I find prayer, um, you know, meditation, I, I, I'm, I'm less good with the meditation, but prayer and those sorts of things are are one of the only ways to actually draw myself out of that mindset. Hmm. So how would you say compassion fits with forgiveness? Let's say somebody screwed you over at work or a teammate didn't fulfill their, you know, their deadline or whatnot. Somebody holds you back. Somebody blocks your promotion. How do you wrap your head around that piece of it? I think for me, it's getting easier these days where, falling into the mindset of compassion again it's like well that person did what they did whether they intentionally wrong me or not maybe they're coming from a certain perspective there and i can deal with that you know it's kind of like putting that either aside or, or categorizing it in such a way that hey at least i know where that person is coming from or at least i can try to learn more where that person is coming from um but for me it feels like these days it's easier to just let go of things like that. So let's start kind of maybe with what is the definition of compassion? And to me, so, you know, you look it up, it says sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. And, and kind of where, where I struggle, right, is, is I, I probably misinterpret the definition between compassion and empathy quite mm. a bit, right? Okay. And so, you know, if somebody screws me over, <clears throat> it's easier for me to have empathy for where they come from than it is compassion maybe. And and so honestly, similar to how I have the gratitude prayers, 
a lot of times what I what I try and pray for is an understanding of where they're coming from. Yeah. Because many of the times I've done the same wrong, stupid stuff that they've done, maybe not blocked a promotion, but mm-hmm. you know, I've yelled, argued, mm-hmm. been a complete and total jackass without intending to, you know, or or I felt that my motives were justified and self righteous. Yeah, it just comes off naturally, that's all. Yeah. Trust me, a lot. Um, yeah, another nickname I had was Donkey. So, you know, the, I mean, I've done a lot of those things, and um, my motives were always, you know, pure in my own mind, right? Just like I'm sure that theirs would be. I, I, I very seldom believe that people have truly cruel intentions. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's naive, but maybe. Um, but but that's what I what I believe. So. What I try and 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 pray for, and and I guess you know what you would say, meditate on, right, mm-hmm. is try to understand where they're coming from. Try yeah. to try to forgive where they're coming from. A while back, I, I had a had an employee come talk to me. Or actually, I was talking to an employee. I was just having a nice face to face and try to get to understand more where they're coming from. And and the person told me to my face, he's like, I don't trust you. So I'm not going to tell you anything about my personal aspirations or my career goals because I know, Johnny, you have sabotaged me in the past. <laughs> right? You're like, you have personally worked against me. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so so the person's being honest with me, and so that's a good thing. At least it's, Had you worked against him? No. No, I mean, in my mindset, right? In my mindset, I was just trying to make the best decisions as I could in each of those given moments. And I can, I can definitely stand by those decisions that I made back in the day. But from the employee perspective, from that person's perspective, I can totally see where he's coming from too. Where it's like, yeah, I could see where you're coming from. I could see why you think what I've been doing is blocking you and sabotaging your career and so forth. It's not, that's not where my mindset was, but I can see where you're coming from with that. Did you have that conversation with him? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's yeah. very hard to um, overcome that when when the person has a mindset like that, you know. So, but that that person's uh, opinion won't help him in the future, I think, either. You know. So, in, in, anyways, I, I guess going back to the whole compassion piece of things is, I mean, I I, I didn't take any offense to it. I, I I did some self analysis to make sure to think about those past decisions I made. Were those grounded correctly were those justified and i feel like i I can i'm okay with that so but moving forward in the future it's still about helping that person out as much as i can and i've been trying to help out that person as much as i can whether or not that person wants me to or not uh, i've been trying to part of being you know sympathetic to to people's needs is giving them the full perspective one of the one of the leaders i admire most um, you know, I, I've, I've watched him is when he makes a decision, he, and he's not afraid to make a decision, but he explains his decision in a way that gets buy-in. Mm. Right. And everyone says, yeah, that logic trail makes sense. Yeah. Right. And so he, he can, he can articulate that vision in that context well enough that you just like, no, I, I, I got it. You mm-hmm. know, I may not love it. But I got it. They may not always agree, but at least they understand where we're coming from. Yeah, I, I got that feedback a long time ago, too, about when I did some uh, surveys with the people I was working with from from all directions, the 
the uh, bosses I was serving, the teams I were leading, the colleagues that I that, that I had back then. Um, and some of the survey results were, really wish I knew what Johnny was thinking sometimes. So piece that is the intent piece, right? So um, how, how do you know um, we were driven by compassion and not uh, self, uh, selfishness unless we truly explain the intent behind our actions and our decisions? And that piece of it will cue people in on, oh, okay, I, I can follow that person. And, and, and you hear it in, in their voice, right? So that, that specific leader I was talking about, you could tell was driven by his absolute love for this mission, for, mm. you know, what, what we're doing here, right? Versus, you know, there's other leaders where you're like, he really likes to just hear himself talk, Yeah, you know? And I know which one I'd rather be a part of, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and so that's, that's a fine line to walk, but, you know, are you that, are you that guy who is driven by love of the mission and what we're doing and true belief, you know, that just the power of that aligns people behind you? Or are you the guy that is driven by his self-interest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of an interesting point there is, I don't know how many times... I've seen people point to someone and be like, that guy's freaking worthless, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you get to know him, you're like, he's not worthless. He's Thanks for getting to know me, Jeremy. Um, I totally didn't mean you. <laughs> I actually, you are worth. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> but where, where you're like, they're not worthless. They're in the wrong job. They're in the wrong place for them. Or they just need someone to, to believe in them or to put them, you know, and to give them a little bit of the right nudge. Yeah, and, and you would not have ever come to that conclusion if we it, didn't come come to it from a compassionate mindset. So absolutely. What absolutely. You're you know, I could yeah. I could easily just walk in, write them off, yeah. and that's it. True. And, and by and the way, and you probably wouldn't be wrong doing that. Yeah. Right? Their job is to do this, they're not doing it, out you go. Or the and, more compassionate way is saying, hey, let's look around. What else can this person do? Can we tweak it? Maybe they're not getting enough instructions, not training, blah, blah, blah. And there are some people yeah. that y- you need to do that too, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I think that they're fewer than than the other case. You know, I, I can think of probably two or three instances where I've I've taken somebody that was just in the wrong job, and I was able to move them to, you know, a job that just was right for them. And I mean, you just watched them explode in in productivity and stuff like that. Mm. So, what about when compassion goes wrong, right? Because I think we have a lot of leaders that take compassion too far. It's called sexual harassment. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Hashtag me too, Jack. Yeah. Me too. So, I mean, where, where because they have so much sympathy, they're afraid to act. Yeah. Or maybe that's fear. But they take it too far, and they're not willing to do what needs to be done. So I had a, a person come talk to me a while ago, um, basically say, Johnny, stop caring about what the people think about you and start doing the job more. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, really? Is that how I'm coming across these days? I mean, have and, you seen your hair? It's phenomenal. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. That's good. It's about taking care of the people and the mission, but I can do it in a nice way. If that makes sense. Like I don't have to come in yelling at you, I don't have to come across as um, with a demeanor like that. I can sit there, listen to the product, and then 
say, no, I disagree. That's not a good product. But here's how we can get better. Here's how we can work on making this thing better. Yeah. Right? And it's not about you liking me or not. It, it might help the job in the long run, but I'm, I'm here to do the job. You know, So I think that confusion is where uh, I need to get uh, a bit more clear on with my team itself, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't need to be liked to be the leader, but you also don't have to be an ass. Right, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I think you have to build a rapport with your team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's see. One of the things that my father used to always say is, you don't have to like me, but you have to love me, right? Mm-hmm. And I would think maybe that that analogy for a leader is, you don't have to like me, but you have to respect me. And just thinking about like a first-time supervisor, that might be an easy trap to fall into, as we're talking about, right? Like, you want your team to like you, clearly. You might be bringing in donuts to help them, you know, get to like you some. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about doing the job, and you can do it in a very nice way. You just don't, you know. It's where you need to check your own personal impulses, right? Are you a people pleaser? Mm -hmm. Are you a, you know... And so what sort of personal defects do you have? Yeah, so it's like really knowing what our personal traits are and then maybe compensating them for the other way around where me, I can come across as too nice, so I need to overcompensate and really let you know, hey. I've been charged by that (laughs) for respect my authority. See, I can never say words like that. I would say this product is definitely not good enough. Go back and do it again, and here is some advice on how to make it better. All right, record it for our next podcast, because I really want to hear you say that. <laughs> See, these are things I'm good at, right? Because, yeah, exactly. because, uh, again, I have a uh, a lack of compassion when I say things. So, so, so interestingly, right? Like, yeah. like I moved into the to this um, new supervisory slot, and and one of the the first pieces of feedback I got is, "You're really intimidating," <laughs> and I'm like. I posted a freaking picture of me in a bear suit in front of my office <laughs> yeah, to yeah. try and be less intimidating, <laughs> you know, but the, you know, so That's we funny. all, we all have our personal defects, right? Yeah. Defects. Yeah. Defects. Clearly <laughs> defects. I, I think clearly we need to be at each other's meetings to help compensate each other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey Jeremy, I don't think they're getting the point. I'm unhappy with this. <laughs> Could you weigh in please? That is not good enough. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. Hey Johnny, I'm uh, I'm coming across too mean in this meeting. Could you help me out here? Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine and rainbows. Break out the unicorns. Unicorns. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, any final tips and takeaways for compassionate leadership here? I mean, so we were kind of all over the map, and yep. and uh, sorry about that, guys. But but I I think there's a lot of uh, interesting lessons there about about compassionate leadership and and empathy, right? Which is, you know, one I I think it's important for us. To, to utilize compassion in, in, in an intelligent way, right? We have to know where our people are coming from. We have to be able to listen to them, empathize, and we have to use it kind of wisely. Two, too much compassion can also be a bad thing, right? And, and when, when compassion goes wrong, you can get run over <laughs> as a leader. So, so yeah, that, that, uh, we'll, we'll come up with a meme later when, when compassion goes wrong. wrong. <laughs> I think that's going to be the title of this episode, by the way. <laughs> But but um, it is it is something that you know we have to be aware of and, yeah. and we have to understand um, both how to use wisely and and also when we can take too far and we can be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so those are those are kind of the two big points in my opinion. Yeah. I think I really like how we started ending this um, episode. We were just talking about um, understanding ourselves enough in order to compensate for that, in order to clearly demonstrate that compassion. One is internal to you to know that you are coming from a place of that, but then to also communicate that to whoever you're interacting with requires that that self-awareness of, hey, I, I know I come across as this, so let's let's make sure I raise my voice or lower my voice or, you know, not fold my arms or wh- whatever the case is to really make sure that registers with whoever it is you're talking to. Yeah. And I think people really respond when we come from a place of compassion mm-hmm. rather than, you know, a place of self-motivation. Yep. So. Cool. Well, thanks again, Jeremy. And we'll uh, be talking to you all again soon. Yep. Yep. I'll try not to yell. Yeah. <laughs>